Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Mark Aram, Deb Green, Longo, and Low T with you till 8 in the p.m. Traffic every six minutes. You know, we're kind of uh, lulled into uh, a, a false sense of where we live, I think, sometimes. So we're on this this urban, suburban, exurban island. You know, you think Atlanta. It's a huge city, 5 million, 6 million people, and then the the suburbs. And But w- I think we forget, at least I do, that, that Georgia is... A, a pretty rural state. You know, you go outside of the metro area, and it's it's farmers, and they're the ones that uh, that drive the economic engine of Georgia. And even though we're the peach state, uh, we should be called the uh, pecan state because that uh, was our biggest crop up until last year. Some news today um, that New Mexico, of all places, has jumped ahead of Georgia as far as pecan production. And the reason for that, Chuck, I know you're, you're scratching your head. You're like, how could that happen? I'm so confused. How could that happen? Georgia's <laughs> been the biggest producer of pecans how do we let this since, happen? since Longoria was uh, in Tijuana. But, yeah, it blame it on Hurricane Michael. Hurricane Michael struck down large swaths of Georgia's pecan crop, cutting production in almost half. So the year prior, Georgia produced 107 million pounds of pecans. I don't know if that's, I would imagine that's the shelled weight, right? No one's counting the shells. Although they count the shells in lobster. We have one and a half pound lobster. Well, most of that shell, man. Just a big armored lobster. <laughs> you mad? crack into it and there's no meat. Because, yeah, I want to pay for that. I don't want to, you're actually paying for the weight of the shell. Yeah. The three pound lobster is $85. All right, well, give me three pounds of lobster meat and we'll talk about $85. Not two pounds of shell. Anyway, I don't want to get... Lobster's, <laughs> lobsters still sore to me because my mom lied to me as a kid about it. Um, so I'd imagine that's so. Think about that: 107 million pounds of pecans, down to 56 million, cut in half by Hurricane Michael. And of course, we're you know we've been covering it on WSB Radio, trying to get the government to come in and, and help us out on this. But New Mexico uh, now is the largest pecan grower in the United States, which is uh, pretty pretty. It's well, bad we news. can let them enjoy it for a year. Well, hopefully it'll come back. <laughs> it'll yeah, come exactly. Back. So New Mexico grew 90 pounds of pecans. Why am I talking about this? I have no idea. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell oh, okay, you why. Good. So, when I was driving down to Florida for spring break, we drove through pecan country. And I don't know if you've ever driven the I-75 corridor. Um Great, great billboard watching down there, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, my, oh my goodness. Anyway, it, that's where pecan country is. It's It's... South Georgia, you know, you drive along I-75 and it's just pecan farms. Stop here, buy pecan butter, buy pecan hair gel. Like anything they can make out of pecans, they sell along I-75. So I got into the conversation with uh, with Maya about the pronunciation of pecans. So I grew up, it was pecan. Up north. Up north. Yep. It's, it's pecan in, in Wisconsin. Pecan. Pecan. In Mexico. Pecan. Pecan. Ooh, look how fancy you are. In Montana. Pecan. Pecan. Yeah, so, pecan pie. So um, we found, uh, well, I, Maya found this map as we were driving. It's the official uh, pecan map, pecan map, pecan. <laughs> it's there's an actual I'm, map. Yeah, there's an actual map. I, I love linguistics, by the way, and I just love the fact. So it's there's actually, according to this map, there's four different pronunciations of that nut oh, good in green. the United States. Exactly. So there is pecan, pecan. All right. There is pecan, pick on, pick on, which so is really kind of weird. The, yeah. The e as if it's uh, there's pecan, pecan, as opposed to pecan. And then there's pecan with the emphasis on the P. 
pecan. So there's four different pronunciations. Up north where I'm from, it's pecan. Um, in the the west, where Chuck is from, the the Midwest, the whatever the hell, southern northwest. Canada, southern Canada, it's pecan. Southern Canada, <laughs> it's pecan. And uh, Wisconsin, I can't really tell. Mexico's not on the map, Longoria. Sorry, mm. but but it's weird in Louisiana. They're the ones that pronounce it pecan. That's probably from that Cajun. The Cajun thing? Yeah. Pecan. But here's the thing. for so, so Longoria, you call it pecan. Pecan, yeah. Because it's that's so fancy, pecan. Pecan. <laughs> but when you order the pie, you don't say pecan pie, right? You say pecan pie. I guess. Billy Crystal I never, says I pecan never, pie. I never order pecan pie. All right. So I'm going to turn to linguistic expert Billy Crystal in the hit movie When Harry Met Sally on the official pronunciation of pecan pie. But I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. <laughs> oh, no. But I would be proud. But I would be proud. To partake. To partake. Of your pecan pie. Of your pecan pie. Pecan so, pie. I, so I did a little survey before the show, and I asked people, most people in the building are, are from the South, and they pronounce it uh, pecan, like Longoria. But I say, well, what do, you, what do you say about the pie? And they say, well, it's pecan pie. So when, they, when you use the qualifier at the end, when you use it to describe a type of thing, I guess it's a, a, an adjective at that point, it's pecan pie. But if you're buying a bag of nuts, it's pecan. Isn't that weird? I still call it pecan pie. Like, no, you say, get... you're saying that for the radio. You don't. <laughs> I'm not I'm saying you, it for the radio. When you go to the Marietta Diner, you order pecan pie. <laughs> well, I've never ordered it, so I don't, wouldn't know. You don't like pecan pie? I do not like it. I like wrong? the filling, but I do not like the pecans. What? Yeah. What about I'm, the... with, I'm with Andrew. What? Yeah. You don't like those delicious, no. sugary... I'll take them out and just eat that filling. The, yeah. the filling's the bomb. Save the nuts for me next time you order pecan pie. <laughs> okay, I'll spit them out. Then. So so this, this started a long conversation. And, and here's something I always get stuck on. It's, it's Again, I'm a linguistic freak. Uh, forgive me. And we'll move on to something, but I just, I got, I got to get this <laughs> out. Sure. So, you know, the, the, uh, the, the rule in the English language to use, uh, like an apple when, when the, when the word starts with an A, vowel, a vowel. yeah, you use an instead of a, like a tornado and apple. Yes. So I have always said an historic event. An historic event, which is yeah. not right That's a because there's an H there, right? right? It's ahistorical. But it turns out, again, I went down this rabbit hole of linguistics. It's, it is acceptable, and, and here's why. Apparently, the, the old pronunciation of historic up until the 19th century was historic. The H was silent. So Ben Franklin's talking to uh, Chuck's great-great-grandfather, at the signing of the declaration. Ben Franklin would have said to Chuck's great uncle, hey, this is an historic event. The H was silent up until recently. Like English, English English. Yeah, like yeah. historic. And then now we've Americanized it uh, and we started pronouncing the H. It's historic. So I just think it sounds better. An historic event, an historic event. And what about an onion? Do you say an onion or a onion? Because that sounds weird to me. And I don't onion. know. I prefer garlic. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I just want to dive into this linguistic wormhole that I got into. Uh, here's some sad news. Almost 20 years after the data, uh, 20 years after the Columbine shooting, another scare today at, in the Denver area schools. I want to talk about that as well, but I want to start with the pecan pie. Pecan pie. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Pecan, pecan. Either way, Georgia lost a lot of them thanks to Hurricane Michael. Our production fell by uh, almost 50, over 50 million pounds because of Hurricane Michael. We lost 50 million pounds of pecans or pecans, however you pronounce them. Thanks to Hurricane Michael. Hopefully we can bounce back from that loss. Uh, Phil kicks us off in Lilburn. Phil, you're on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Mark. Actually, I grew up in Georgia, and I have a pecan tree in my backyard. And about fourth on my list of favorite desserts is a pecan pie. I argue with my wife sometimes about a pecan. 
which is something you put under your bed at night. <laughs> that's the, that's the typical response I get. A pecan is something that uh, you urinate in. I don't know, but most. But to be fair, a majority of the country says pecan. Um, I understand, and and it's. Well, I have so many words I want to talk about, um, like man mayonnaise. How do you say mayonnaise, Phil? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Just like you did. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you did. A lot of the country mayonnaise. says it's a three-syllable word. Mayonnaise. 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 I mean, we don't even think about it. It's all subconscious. What do they say in Montana? Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's the three-syllable one. Yeah, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah, there's yeah. Like an a. But in the South, the it's mayonnaise. And in the South, yeah. uh, you know, when you go, you get a soft drink. It's In the South, it's a Coke. In the Northeast, it's a soda. In the Midwest, it's a pop. 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 I remember when I went on uh, a field trip to Washington, D.C., and I met Southern girls for the first time in my life. And I was, well, very obviously smitten. And I forgot where they were from. They might have been from North Carolina or whatever. And we were all out like this big group dinner. And I was, I was, we, our jaws dropped. These cute Southern girls are like, can I get a Coke Sprite? And we're like, what the hell's a Coke Sprite? <laughs> <laughs> but in the South, any soft drink is a Coke. And then you say, can I get a Coke Dr. Pepper? Or, you know, a Coke Grape? Whatever so you say, the Coke fur, and we were like, "What? What planet are these people from?" But that's how it works. Uh, Charlie's in Gainesville. Charlie, welcome to the show. Hey, I was going to say the same thing that other guy said. Uh, it's called pecan, and a pecan is what you put underneath the bed, so you don't have to go out in the outhouse in the middle of the night. All right, but for real, when you order the pie, what do you call the pie? Pecan. Really? That's it. All right. That's, I've always called it pecan. See, but I eat my pecan pie cold, not hot. But you at least eat the nuts, right? You're not a savage oh, yeah. like Longoria. Oh. Yeah, of course. That's the best part. You're a savage Longoria. <laughs> David's in Tyrone. David, real quick, what do you have? Born at Grady in 66. Lived in Georgia most of all of my adult life. It's pecan pie. And if you go down to Albany, Georgia, there's a restaurant down there that will give you a discount if you order it properly. Really? It, Pecan pie. Uh, uh, listen, I, I'm the same way with aunt and aunt. How do you say your 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 dad's sister? What do you call her? My aunt Sarah. Aunt. Yeah. Yeah, aunt. that's the way. Not you know, there's fancy people that call it aunt. My aunt Sarah. I, yeah, See, I group I group aunt and pecan in the same group. It's your aunt and it's a pecan pie. Pecan pie. All right, we're gonna come back after news, weather, and traffic. More linguistic fun on the Mark Aram Show. 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is Henry Winkler. How are you? And you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. How lucky are you? 639, Georgia pecan crop or pecan crop, however you want to say it, got wiped out by Hurricane Michael. Now, New Mexico is the largest producer of pecans in the United States of America. Where I want to talk about that and, and the horrible stuff that Hurricane Michael did to Georgia crops and the fact that we're not getting re, uh, any help from the federal government. But uh, more importantly, Deb, for this conversation is the fact how you pronounce pecan or pecan. Here's one, Chuck. You ready? Chuck's from Montana, in case you didn't know. He I is, am. He, we call him low T for reasons unknown. <laughs> what do you call the, uh, those little lobster things that you find in lakes and streams? Crawfish. Crawfish. What do you call them, Longoria? Crawfish. Deb Green? Crayfish. Crayfish. That's how I grew up watching them. And this, so I've got these maps. I'll tweet out a link to this linguistic map. It's so amazing. Uh, like a lot of the country, though, I'm surprised you don't call them crawdads. No, we don't. Longoria, part of Texas calls them crawdads. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't think but, about that. But, but you, yeah. crawfish. Cr- yeah. Crawfish. But when I grew up, we used to, you know, find them in the stream. Mm-hmm. They were crayfish. Interesting how how language changes over um, a few miles. What I want to know, one day I want to do a show, and I'm looking at you, Deb, because okay. you, you have to do the research <laughs> on this. So, like the thick Boston accent. Yeah. How did that happen? The thick New York accent. How does that happen? From from what I do know a little bit about that is just it depends on where people come from originally and how they set up communities. So you have like Dutch Pennsylvania, sure. right? So that because you had such heavy communities kind of stay in that area, linguistics from where they from. As it got dithered down into other things, it just kind of stayed that yeah. way. Because it, it's like that. Like in, Minnesota. Oh, gosh, yeah. You, yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. You have, you have the these. Codons are like that. All the Nordic people that moved yes. to to the, the upper yeah, north. Yeah, there's a lot of German in Wisconsin, yes. so a lot of that filters like in. The, but the southern accent. 
You know, I, That's I guess, partially French. Yeah. yeah, well, I get where the Creole comes from because right. of the French influence. But like just a, a normal guy living in Smyrna, my buddy Dave, he goes, you know, he goes, are you keen with him? <laughs> and like, well, how does that accent get there? Okay. So I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate, but there you go. Try to find that out for me. Kentucky Fried Lee joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Welcome to the show, Lee. What's going on, my friend? Good song. I like it. There you go, buddy. Hey, uh, well, you know, kind of the wind got took out of my sails. Everybody's saying about the pecan and the pecan being under the bed at night. My wife's grandfather, some 38 years ago when I first met him, that's about one of the first things he asked me. How do you pronounce it? And I said, <laughs> and I said pecan. He said, no, nope, sir. No, nope, get out no, of my house. He said he, he went through the whole ordeal about it. They're from Tennessee. But... Uh, so you know, have you changed? Out. Like I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually making an effort to call it pecans and pecan pie now. I'm actually trying to change my my verbal behavior. Well, I'm uh, I, I'm not that keen on on pecans. So usually when they when we go for dessert at the restaurant, I say key lime pie, please. But, uh, <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Uh, but what I was going to tell you is that uh, talk about linguistics and dialects and such like that. You know. People can't hardly understand us. You know, we say, "How's mom and them?" Oh, I love that phrase. I do you and, know what? The, here's I gotta I gotta jump in, Lee, because we gotta do traffic. So we've got a security guard named Jennifer here. Do you know Jennifer? Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Anyway, so I I've, I've adopted that phrase mostly from Captain Herb. How's your mom and them? And I'm such an idiot. A day after she comes back from losing her mom. I say, so how's your mom and them? And I'm like, oh, as soon as it's coming out of my mouth, dude. I know, oh. but I didn't. I, you know, it no, did. I, I know, but ouch. And she's like, oh well. Uh, I'm like, I know, I know. I don't know why I said that. I'm so sorry, but like, something, <laughs> like what a foot in the mouth. Like literally, she got that was her first day back at work after her mom passed. And I'm like, hey, hey, how's your mom and them? That's what I get for trying to fake my my southernness. Yeah, I should just said, you know, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Matt joins us in Ackworth, Georgia. Matt, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, uh, I was actually born in Louisiana, was raised primarily in Alabama, and now I'm living over here in Ackworth, Georgia. Okay, so how do you Um, pronounce that nut? I say pecan. Pecan. Her uh, great uncle actually lives down in McRae, Georgia, and he actually owns a pecan orchard. Okay. And so we, we hear from him all the time. I'm usually hearing pecan, but I've also heard the man yell, you say pecans too. So I've heard both ends. But, but according to the linguistic map, a large swath of Louisiana calls them pecans. Like with, uh, you know, pecans. A pick, yeah, so like P I C K. Yeah. I've heard that many of the people calling them, my grandmother, who they would consider a yat um, down in Louisiana, definitely calls them pecan. It's pecans. Pecans. Uh, Pecans is the way she pronounces them. Um, but we also end up calling crawfish mud bugs. Oh, I've so, heard that too. I've heard that too. I'm I'm okay with them. I'll eat them. Listen, if you're going to serve me, I'll eat them. I don't actively crave them. Too much work and not enough meat. You got to suck the head too long, already. Yeah, I've never eaten them before. Listen, if you're going to serve me, I'll uh, eat them. Oh, oh Ed, Edward, you're going to have to put I'm going to put you on hold, Ed, because you got to turn your radio down. Alan's in Griffin, Georgia. Alan, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. What's up, brother? Well, I got to take an issue with your use of the word a. Okay, yes, you please. You don't say a coke, you say a coke. Okay, all right. Yeah, can I get a coke? A coke. A coke. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Wasn't that uh, like amen or a man? Yeah. yeah. Uh, man. No, that's a man, but yeah. and, and well. the people that say pecan pie when they order the ice cream, they'll still say butter pecan. You you're absolutely you are absolutely right. So See, that's I'm, how they sneak it in there. No, yeah. So growing up in Connecticut, if you handed me the nut, it was a pecan. If I ordered the pie, it was a pecan pie. But that ice cream was absolutely butter pecan. Whoa, Allen and Griffin, my man, you're hired. You're not I a screw. One last one for yes, you. Go ahead, buddy. If you want your favorite colloquialism for the South, it's the one that means its opposite, and that is might should. Might should. <laughs> we might should change the topic. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got you, Alan. Thank you, buddy. My favorite Southernism that I've totally adopted, and I've talked about this before. When you meet somebody in in Connecticut, it's like, "Hey, nice to meet you." In Wisconsin, "Hey, nice to meet you," with an accent, whatever. In the South, "Hey, it's nice to see you," which covers your ass if you've already met this person. Hundred percent. I love that. <laughs> 
It's like, oh, hey, nice to see you. Instead of nice to meet you, I'm like, oh, I met you nine times already. You know, I love that. I love that. Nice to see you, Longoria. Thank We're going to come or back. Or you could just pay attention to who you meet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I've got no hippocampus. I can't remember anything anymore. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Twitter and Instagram, it's at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Scott joins us on the Mark Aram Show talking about pecans. What's going on, Scott? What's up, Mark? Living hey, the dream, I guess brother. I'm, uh, I'm kind of stuck in the middle, uh, and Alan kind of described it best. The oblong nuts that you shell and eat the center of are called pecans. Okay. But once you bake them in carrot sugar and eggs and put them in a pie shell, they become Pecans. Pecans, yeah. But but it's when it's in ice cream. And I eat pecans and I eat butter pecan ice cream. Butter pecan ice cream. That's so weird. Like I that's the only time in my life I called it pecans was butter pecan ice cream, which is a fine ice cream. It is. It's very good. It's ice cream season. We need to get some ice cream in this piece. Uh Jonathan's in Jefferson. Hey buddy, do you call them uh, pecans or pecans? Pecans. Whoa. Yeah. All right. We lost Jonathan in Jefferson. Edwards in Gainesville. Eddie, welcome to the show. Hey, man, how you doing? Excellent, buddy. What's going on? Uh, I grew up in Diller, Georgia. We call them pecans. pecans. My wife is from Tipton, Georgia. Okay. She said pecans. Really? Said pecans are what we pick up out of the yard, and our mothers and grandmothers make pies. Pecans are what we sell to people coming down I-75 <laughs> at sixteen ninety-five a pound. Do you know what's so funny? I bet <laughs> I bet you could, if, if, if people call them pecans instead of pecans, you could probably charge more. Absolutely, because it sounds fancier, like pecan. My aunt grows pecans in her foyer. You know, like those are all fancy words. My aunt. Uh, Cindy is not my aunt, but she joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Cindy. Hey there, how are y'all? Excellent, what's going on? I am a pecan person. Oh, and you sound southern. I am. I grew up in South Georgia down in Waycross. That we all say pecan down there. So in South, let me go back to the official pecan map. I'm going to uh, tweet out this uh, link, by the way. All right, so in South Georgia, you know what? By the coast, uh, it seems like more people will say pecan than uh, pecan in Georgia. But I didn't know South Georgia. Florida's a, a pecan state. It's so weird. The, the coastal region. So if you go from New England all the way down, like people on the coast call them pecans. So the coast of South Carolina, the coast of Georgia, they call it pecans. I wonder if that's because they're, like, shipping. You know, there's ports there. I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to hypothesize yeah, I think something I think here. Stretching. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to uh, continue the pecan-pecan talk. Judd Higginbotham's going to play us uh, a little this or that. We've got a prize pack to give away. He is, of course, the co-anchor of Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade, which you can listen to at home now when you wake up on Amazon Alexa or the WSB Radio app. If you're about to get home, you can listen to the Mark Aram Show during dinner on the WSB Radio app or just say, Alexa, play WSB. Cooper, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show. 707 is the time, Mark Aram, Deb Green, Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window, and of course, Low T Chuck. Low T. With you till uh, 8 in the p.m., Monday through Friday here on WSB. Um, I got an update before we get back to the pecan pecan talk. Can I play some audio here, Longoria? So obviously, we followed the breaking news yesterday of the Notre Dame fire. There's another thing linguistically Notre Dame, the hunchback of Notre Dame, or did we call it the hunchback of Notre Dame? I say Notre Dame just because it's been Americanized. Americanized. I don't and, speak French. And the school here in Atlanta, or in Atlanta, in the Amer- in America, we call it Notre Dame, but that's yeah. the, the cathedral is Notre Dame. Anyway, uh, here's the latest, uh, the update on that situation from ABC Radio News. It's an expensive proposition to rebuild Notre Dame. Before the fire, a group called Friends of Notre Dame estimated the cathedral needed 150 million euros in restoration. Now, with it nearly destroyed, hundreds of millions of euros have poured in. 
Just a few of the well-known names include Bernard Arnault, the French billionaire behind Louis Vuitton, who has pledged 200 million euros. Francois Henri Pinault, the CEO of Caring Group, which owns Gucci and Yves Saint Laurent, has pledged 100 million euros. Even Apple's Tim Cook tweeted his company will be donating to the effort as well. Mark Remillard, ABC News. They're saying it's going to be a billion-dollar rebuild, and it could take 10 years. That's incredible to me. They have to do it very specific to kind of keep the gothic structure. Sure, they don't yeah. just want to go in there and make it no. like a big square. No, you don't square. want Chuck doing drywall. You know, you got to get in there. And, <laughs> but I'm going to drywall. <laughs> I know you are. And I'm sure, you know, if you want to drywall You're my very house. rustic. Yeah, a lot of stone. A lot of stone. Why don't we get the guys that built 85 back and send yeah. them oh, up yeah, there? Oh, yeah, call exactly. them. They'll knock that out in five yeah. years. Uh, some good news on this story. Again, no fatalities, which is awesome. And they saved a lot of the uh, the, the Catholic treasures in there, Deb. And we, we worried about the stained glass windows. Apparently some of those have been saved. The main one's okay. The main one is okay. The bell is in good shape, the cathedral's main bell. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Do, oh, they saved the crown of thorns. The crown of thorns was like the, the number one thing that they had in there. Um, they also saved, um, oh, it's not confirmed whether they've saved items such as the fragment of the true cross and uh, one and of the, the holy nails. nails. Yeah. yeah. Did you, there, I saw a documentary about that. So there's there's so many, pla- I mean, and I'm not poo-pooing any of this because, mm-hmm. uh, listen, I respect everything. But the, I saw a, a documentary that if you added up all the people that claim to have a piece <laughs> of the holy cross— <laughs> It's like bigger than the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I can, like, I can totally see that. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of churches like, hey, we've got, you know, it's just too much. There's too much allegedly out there. Uh, but I never heard about the actual nail, the holy nails. Well, that's multiple nails. Yeah, yeah. that's there's that's probably just as many nails floating around. Too. So hopefully, yeah, exactly. So hopefully those have been uh, been saved. Major artworks have been saved. Um, so good stuff. So apparently they had enough time because the fire started up at the top where they were doing the renovation, and they were able to get all that a lot of the stuff out before the fire spread as, as big as it was. So I just wanted to update you on that story. Again, um, sad story, but I, you know the talk in the newsroom this weekend or this morning after the show, uh, what I said yesterday, like people are, are planning to go back to church now. They're going to donate to their church because they realize it t- unfortunately it takes a severe incident like this. To, to reaffirm, like, oh, yeah, I, I need to revisit my faith. And what what was Erickson's take on this, by the way? I know he's not Catholic, but uh, what, what was what was he saying about it, Chuck? I mean, just that it was a, you know, it's a it's an incredible loss. They were able to save a tremendous amount of it, but just how much that building actually means. Yeah. I, I mean, a, across a lot of societies and cultures and yeah. religion and everything else. So. If you take the religion out of it, just architecturally yes. and structurally and historically, it's 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 an amazing. They just couldn't. Even, they still couldn't figure out exactly how they built the roof. Yeah, like that blows me away. That even like structural engineers and sure. stuff aren't exactly sure how they did it. You would think they could do it with a three D printer now. Like, just... well, so <laughs> I saw a thing on Twitter that they have such detailed plans from 3d printing yeah. of the entire thing it's going to help them sure and, and part yeah. of the rebuild yeah which yeah. is awesome uh, unbelievable all right uh back to the phones 404-872-0750 peggy joins us in conyers peggy welcome to the mark aram show hey y'all hey peggy how you doing excellent how you doing i'm good born and raised in atlanta my parents owned a restaurant meeting three for 27 years oh my god we served. yes it was the best and I wish they were still alive and still had it. But anyway, um, we serve pecan pie. Pecan pie, not pecan, pecan pie. Pecan pie, no. All right. And my dad's favorite ice cream was butter pecan. Yeah, that's the only time I said pecan. What was the What was the name of the meat and three, if you don't mind me asking? Cozy Grill. Oh, I would have weighed With 900 pounds if my parents owned a meat and three. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm telling you, my parents were the best cooks that ever, uh, and ever lived. And of course, <laughs> at this time of the day... So I'm, I'm, it's a catch-22. I wake up at 4 p.m. Sometimes I eat before the show, but then I get sluggish. Sometimes I wait. I waited today, and around this time, if I don't eat, I'm so hungry. So the, the food, the conversation is going to shift to food really quick, Longoria. Just be, just be warned. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Uh, Prentice joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Prentice. Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Excellent. What's going on? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a con guy myself. I grew up in South Carolina, but I didn't work. Uh, Prentice, call back, buddy. We lost you there. Dan's up next on the show. Hey, Dan. Hey, Mr. Aaron. How you doing, sir? Excellent, brother. What's cooking? Yeah, when we were teen- teenagers, we used to go to Panama City, I mean, uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, and 
I used to drive my parents crazy to stop at Stucky's and get a pecan roll, but my mother could really make a homemade pecan pie. So it just depended on how how the the, the nut was served. Yeah, the pecan roll. Me and I had to defend it in them. You know, we stop at Stucky. We drive them crazy. Stop at Stucky's <laughs> on the way to Florida. I like uh-huh. I, I like those pecan rolls anymore. They're still around. Stucky's still around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, so I'd like it. to have one in pecan rolls. Isn't that funny, though? So everywhere else, you called it a, a pecan, but when it was in a roll form, you called it pecan. Pecan, pecan, yeah. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Here's another from this linguistic map. Um, caramel. Do you, what, how do you pronounce that? To me, caramel and caramel are two separate things. Really? What are yeah. the differences? Caramel, to me, is a food where caramel is a color. Okay. That's Longoria, what about you? I'd say caramel. Caramel. You're so fancy. <laughs> You're a fancy Eskimo. Caramel or caramel? Caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Interesting. All right. The map, yeah, agrees with you guys. Caramel. Um, caramel is uh, southeast. So basically, here's the map. Here's the caramel map. The east coast is caramel. The rest of the country is caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, caramel sounds fancy to me. Caramel. 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 No, it's yeah, that caramel. odd, that long odd, the caramel. Caramel. I would like a caramel sundae with pecans served on my aunt's fine china. <laughs> you know, that you're all so fancy around here. Yes, yeah, so there's another one. Uh, the South, apparently, it's it's caramel. But the Western folk, caramel. Montana, Wisconsin, Mexico, it's uh, caramel, which sounds, that's how could that not sound fancy to you, caramel? Caramel sounds fancier to me than caramel. I dipped the pecan in some caramel. <laughs> fed it to my dog. Uh, Britt's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Britt. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Excellent. What's cooking, buddy? So I would like to end the debate on uh, the pecan versus pecan. Okay, please. So I grew up on a uh, on a spot of land where it's a pecan grove. Pecan grove, and, okay. Yes, and I, I helped plant trees on this pecan grove okay. 15 years ago. So by the farmer's standard, it is pronounced pecan. Okay. And, uh, end of story. That, uh, where, where was this, story. where was this grove? Uh, it was in Funston, Georgia, okay. which is a, a very small town and, uh, just West of Moultrie, which is. Well, that's so weird because the- we had that lady from Tifton, they call them pecans. That's not too far, right? It's not that far off, but uh, interesting. More of the groves are to the west. Yeah, and it's it's you call it pecan pie then? Yes, absolutely. Pecan roll. Pecan roll. Yes, absolutely. Really, not pecan roll. No, that's Car- uh, caramel or caramel. Oh, for me, caramel. Well, you see all you fancy people. You guys are too fancy for me. Your pecan caramel. That'd be a good combination. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what a pecan roll is, though? A pecan roll? I don't know. All right, we got Prentice back. Prentice, you there, buddy? Hey, Mark. Sorry about that. That's okay, sir. Hey, so uh, I'm a pecan guy myself. I grew up in South Carolina, but I got another one that just kind of makes me grind my teeth. Okay. Euro and gyro. Well, it's the proper pronunciation, and we've had Chef Pano on, Pano. <laughs> I've already, already yeah, hammered already, his name. Yeah. It's, of course, a gyro, but I grew up calling it a gyro. I, yeah, for some reason that just, I can, I can accept everything else, but for some reason that just makes me grind my teeth. So when I say but, gyro, uh, that, just me. that annoys you when I say gyro? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Not you, but everybody else. Uh, of course, of course. I, it depends on the setting. Like I, my default is gyro, but if I'm in a fancier setting, I'll say gyro. You know, but I don't like saying it. But I, I understand. Tomato, that's, tomato. No one in the world calls it a tomato, right? I don't know anyone that says tomato. Or potato. A potato. A pota- no. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Prentice, thanks for calling back. Gyros are so good. They are. Did you have those growing up in? Uh, I did not have them growing West up, Texas? but I did. Um, I didn't grow up in West Texas. What, what, what about uh, in Montana? There, uh, any anywhere in Montana to get a gyro? Yeah, there was a really good place. Yeah. back in my college town. There was uh, one of my best friends from uh, from college is a New York City detective now, and you know, growing up, that was the diner, typical diner order. You get a gyro at a diner. No, keep that music. We're still talking about Montana. <laughs> um, 
And uh, so he's a New York City detective, and they know everything. I'm sure Atlanta detectives are the same. They know every hole in the wall. And he, literally, this was a hole in the wall. Downtown New York, it was, there's no chairs. It's like a closet. Mm-hmm. You walk in, there's no stools. You just walk in, there's a counter. And next to the, the on the counter, there's this big meat thing where the, the spit is spinning. And the guy just shaves the gyro meat, the gyro meat onto the thing. It, life-changing experience. I'm really hungry now. God bless. All right, when we come back, more of your calls. We still have to play This or That with uh, Judd Higginbotham. Judd Higginbotham. And uh, we got some fun stuff to come up. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Seventy-seven pollen-filled degrees on Peachtree Street. Kirk Mellish's full forecast straight ahead. Oh, a quick reminder, Deb. Twenty-fifth uh, Lawrence Run almost here. WSV invites you to be a part of this historic event on April twenty-eighth. An historic event. A historic event. Uh, amazing celebration that's raised more than four million dollars for childhood cancer research, including here at home at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Visit LawrenceRun.com to start a team, join the team, register, or donate. They might be providing gyros at the end. Uh, Beth's in Sandy Springs. Beth, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey. Hey, Beth. Mark, love the show. Thank you. Dab, cheeseheads rule. Yes. Yes, we do. Now, yes. Now, have you educated Mark on frozen custard? Oh, we've never touched it. I've had it in Ohio. I'm assuming it's similar. Yeah, we have a Culver's in Dawsonville now. Yeah. I've never been to Culver's, but I I need to go. Oh, Culver's is the bomb. Culver's is the bomb. Frozen custard. I mean, it's all, it's very particular. There's families that compete against each other, but cops. Do you put uh, pecans in the frozen custard or pecans in the frozen custard? Butter pecan, yes. But we stopped every year on our way down to Florida to get pecans, and Mom would make pecan pie. Not pecan. No, but now I call it pecan. Yeah, that's so weird. So that We can change it. I'm 45 years old, and I'm I'm thinking about changing to pecan now. Uh, Dennis is incoming. Dennis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. What's going on? Having grown up in the military, uh, my dad was stationed in South Georgia with a uh, wife from Glenville, Georgia, which is just south of Claxton, where the Claxton fruitcake comes from. And everybody in their family had pecan trees in their yards, and we picked them up as kids, and mom always made pecan pie for us if we shelled enough. So. And your mom was a true southerner. Yes, she was. Interesting. You have birds? Yes, I'm in my uh, backyard up here in Cummings. Oh, all right. Not they're not birds in your house. No, no, they're in the trees. Oh, excellent, excellent. What what uh, do you know? What a mockingbird does? You know anything about mockingbirds? They mock other birds. Yeah, but what's the what's the purpose of that evolutionarily? Like, what's the advantage for a mockingbird to mock other birds? So they maybe take, predators or something. Yeah, I don't know. Take their, their like it's area. an it's an amazing thing. Like literally. They can mock the sound of another bird, but what's the advantage of that? Tomorrow on the Mark Aram Show. Frank's in Woodstock. Frank, welcome to the program, buddy. Hey, Mark. Hey, brother. Mockingbirds is real simple. They are territorial. All right, so I've, got, I've just got three. Is it, we won't say the two youths or two youths. <laughs> y'all, y'all or you all. But the one that made me get an F in college in grammar was is it regardless or is it irregardless? Irregardless is not a word. Yeah, it's regardless. And I, I couldn't really hear what the other part you said. It was a little muffled. A little muffled. All right, when we come back, more recalls. Plus, we got to play uh, This or That with Judd Hickenbotham. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, folks, this is Mark Marin from WTF. You're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Enjoy. <laughs> He packed in the animals two by two, ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight, I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the sun, Shep and ham, tell me about that master plan. Oh, my love. Do you call it coleslaw or slaw, Longoria? Coleslaw or slaw? Coleslaw. Longoria says coleslaw. Deb Green from Madison, Wisconsin. Coleslaw or slaw? Oh, it's coleslaw. Coleslaw, Chuck. Coleslaw. Yeah. Apparently, in the South, slaw, according to the linguistic map, is really, uh, really prevalent. Some people refer to it as both. 
But the majority of the country, aside from the South, calls it coleslaw, but Southerners call it slaw. Too many vowels? Or- in, in a vacuum, I call it coleslaw. But if I'm at a barbecue joint and they're like, what do you want for your sides? I say, definitely not the slaw. <laughs> the only coleslaw I like is at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken or um, the fish joint. Fish joint's got good uh, Captain D's, I think. It is. Oh, Captain D's? Or Long John's. Long One John's. of them, yeah, has great slaw. But I, I'll never, but if you go to a barbecue place and you get coleslaw instead of other stuff, I don't, we, we can't, we can't be friends. Why not? That's a horrible side at a barbecue joint. You have so many other good sides. Well, Mac yeah, and cheese, baked beans, Brunswick stew, um, fried okra. That's true. No one's getting, if your wife orders coleslaw at a barbecue joint, Chuck, you leave her immediately. That's I don't a, think she would do that. That's a deal. All right, good. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> Um, I want to take some calls, but I also want to play this or that with Judd Hickenbotham. So if you want to play this or that with Judd Hickenbotham, call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk What's to going you. on, Russell? Hey, buddy. Well, I'm in a bar. and get, I have a drink in my hand, and I just walked outside. What is the drink of choice from Russ in Gainesville at a bar? I have, this is really weird. I've never had this before. It's a hot, it's habanero vodka. Hmm. Spicy. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Yes, but I told him to chill it because you know, I don't want to drink it. Does it go, does it go well with beefaroni and uh, and you who? <laughs> I I didn't order any food here. All right, but good. I, listen, I had barbecue yesterday and I had coleslaw with it. So are you gonna kill me? No, I just I, won't marry I, you. Why would you get coleslaw? <laughs> what were the other side well, options? It was pretty good. It was um, onion rings. I got barbecue sandwich, onion rings, and coleslaw. I guess I don't know. I just don't see there was. I'm sure there were better sides available. I mean, I'll eat coleslaw, but I'm not searching it out. And that's you know that's the last side option that I'm gonna get on there at a barbecue joint is coleslaw. Mm. Yeah, pecan or pecan, Russ. Oh, pecan. All right. You know, a, a very mispronounced word because I I haven't heard a lot of your show because I've been sitting here in the bar, but Porsche. <laughs> Everybody calls it Porsche. It's that's incorrect. It's Porsche. The Porsche. car. It's a two-syllable word. It's a Porsche. It's Porsche. Porsche. I know. Look it up. It's Porsche. I'm just getting Russ it's two-syllable. Russ, go back into that yeah. bar with your jalapeno vodka and tell them to put the Mark Aram show on uh, on the air. Okay. Absolutely. All right. See you, Russ. Uh, Mike's in Marietta. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. What's up, this brother? This is a great topic, and I'm. Well, I didn't even know this word bothered me until I heard Eric in the morning try to say it. When when bands go from city to city on specific dates, most people say, "Oh, they're on tour." Tour, yeah. And that man, that man can't say tour for to save his life. He says tour. Tour. Like tour a piece of paper. Really? They're oh, on tour. Man. And if he says it once, he'll say it a million times. No, and the... it's just oh, it's terrible. And as far as pecan and pecan, pecan is what you eat. The pecan is over by the S bucket. <laughs> Understood. You get <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I listen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can. I can also. I can have a pecan under my bed, and I can also eat pecan pie. They're two separate things. All right, we got contestants uh, for this or that. Becky's in Dunwoody. How you doing, Becky? I'm good. You ready to play this or that with Judd Hickenbotham? Sure. All right, Cindy's in Athens. Cindy, you ready to play this or that with Judd Hickenbotham? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So here we go. Judd Hickenbotham, the uh, co-anchor of Atlanta's Evening uh, Morning News with Scott Slade. A great guy. Really nice guy. This or that. This will test your knowledge of uh, Judd Hickenbotham. We'll start with you, Becky. I asked Judd uh, this or that question. Uh, Judd Hickenbotham, coffee or tea? What did Judd say? Coffee or tea, Becky? Coffee. Judd Hickenbotham, coffee or tea? Ooh, um, I will take coffee, yes. I believe. Well, if you say sweet tea, no, I'll take coffee. I, like, <laughs> I, I enjoy coffee. Um, I don't know. I've become a connoisseur working in the morning, so I, li- I like the taste of yeah, coffee. Yeah, you work morning news, you have to do coffee. All right, so Becky gets a point. Very simple. Cindy, I asked Judd, who's about six foot six, by the way, if you didn't know, beach house or mountain cabin? Beach house or mountain cabin for Judd? Beach house. Juddy, beach house or mountain cabin? Beach house. No doubt about it. Yeah. And, I, and I love the mountains. But Beach House is just relaxing. It's fantastic. All right. We're tied one-to-one. This or that with Judd Hickenbotham. Spring or fall? What does he prefer? Spring or fall, Becky? I'm going to say spring. Juddy, spring or fall? 
I have thought very hard about this one. I'm going to go spring. Ooh, I love. Nice. I just love baseball season. Yeah. and I love warmer weather. Yay. It's just fantastic. I would have gotten Yay. that one wrong. I would. Judd's a, looks like a fall guy to me. You know, he grows the beard out. He wears the the flannel shirts. But you got the point, Becky. All right, Sydney, you need this to tie it up. This or that with WSB news anchor Judd Hickenbotham, convertible or SUV. Judd Hickenbotham, convertible or SUV. Well, he's very tall, so I'm going to say SUV. That's a, that seems like a smart choice. Six foot six, Judd. <laughs> Judd, mm-hmm. SUV or uh, convertible, my friend? I'll go convertible. Whoa! I'll go convertible. Whoa! I miss my Jeep, which is an SUV. Oh, but I, I miss, forgot about your old yes, Jeep. Yes, but I, I, I miss... tires uh, on it. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just, I love the... Uh, the wind blowing through my, uh, not my hair. Not but, your hair. You know, but yeah. you're so big, I would have, I would have thought you would have picked SUV because you're no, such a I, big I fella. Enjoy, no, I can, I can really fit into smaller cars. It's amazing. Right. So Judd used to have a Jeep Wrangler, Deb, and with the smallest tires, they look like uh, like scooter tires. Was that on purpose? I, well, I, I don't know. But you know, you think of Jeeps. Jeeps <laughs> yeah, usually have big, big tires. tires they yeah. look really t- No, he had the t- these little mini wheels on his Jeep. I used to make fun of him all the time. All right, no points, Cindy. Uh, Becky, Judd Hickenbotham, dogs or cats? Dogs. Juddy, dogs or cats? Dogs. That's, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Love dogs, man. You're yeah. with me on this one. Oh right? yeah, but well, this is about you, not me. Yes, no. Cat, people are like, oh, you know, why do you like dogs? Like, I don't know. Dogs, dogs will love you. Cats that won't have nothing to do with you. There you go. All right, uh, Cindy, you need this one to stay in the game. This is a tough one. I'm not going to lie. Onion okay. rings or French fries? Onion rings or French fries? Mm, where's he? Where's he from? He's from Georgia. Okay. Hmm, that's hard. French fries. All right, Judd Hickenbotham, Georgia <laughs> native, went to UGA. Onion rings or French fries, Judd? Oh, man. I will go French fries. They're more versatile. There you I go. do love onion rings, but French fries, you can yeah. dip in different, you know, you can have a whole bunch of different you know, dips. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yeah, I went to UGA too. There you go. All right, you got the point, Cindy. All right, this is inside baseball. So you're just going to have to flip a coin on this one, Becky. Um, a block or D block? Now, that, that refers to the morning news program. So the st- first stories at the top of the hour, that's the A block. At the bottom of the hour, that's the D block. So what is Judd like, A block or D block? Oh, that one is hard. I'm going to go with D. All right, Judd Higginbotham, A block or D block, buddy? Uh, I'll go D block. Okay. More fun stories. <laughs> Lighter stories in the D block. Than the exactly. Like that, one. <laughs> that was good. You got it, though. That, that was an inside baseball. All right, speaking of baseball, baseball player time, Cindy. Big Braves fan. Judd lives and dies with the Atlanta Braves. Greg Maddox or John Smoltz? Oh, John Smoltz. Juddy Maddox or Smoltz? Oh, wow. I'm going to take Maddox. Maddox was just so much fun to watch him pitch. I do love okay. Smoltzy is deeper in my heart, but if I just have to watch one guy pitch, I want to watch Greg Maddox pitch. All right, we're going to stick with baseball again. He really loves baseball, Becky. Ronald Acuna Jr. or Andrew Jones? Acuna or Andrew? I like Acuna. Yeah. What would you say? Acuna. Acuna. All right, battle of the center fielders. Judd, well, Acuna doesn't play center all the time. A battle of the outfielders. Judd, Acuna or Andrew Jones? I think Ronald Acuna Jr. Wow, really? I, I think so. And I, Andrew Jones, uh, best defensive outfielder I will probably ever see in my life. But I think Acuna has a chance to be really, really good. Stick with Maybe the baseball not as good defensively. Uh, Cindy. All right, shut up, Judd. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Yankees or Red Sox? So he's a Braves fan. Yankees oh. or Red Sox? Ooh. Yankees? Judd Hickenbotham, tough question. I know Yankees or Red Sox, buddy. Red Sox. Sorry, what? No, sorry. I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like the, I don't like the Red Sox in front of me, to my face. You said, and that. I love baseball, and I, I read a baseball book every year. All right, um, you already won this game, Becky. But I just want the listeners to know. Let's go to cut twelve, Longoria. We're going to skip one. I want to know this answer: uh, boxers or briefs for Judd Hickenbotham? Boxers or briefs? I be- Are you asking me? I'm asking Becky. <laughs> Becky's good at this game. Oh, it's, 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 I'm say she is. I bet he's boxers. You say boxers. What do you think, Cindy? Um, if he's six four, <laughs> boxers. <laughs> All right, Judd. The world awaits. The ladies need to know. Judd Higginbotham, boxers or briefs, buddy? 
I've become more of a boxer brief guy, that's you know, in recent yeah. years. So I think I'm going to take that. But uh, that's more of a boxer or more of a brief. I think it's more of a brief, probably. Okay. There yeah, because you, you can get a little bit, you know. Yes, but, he's, right. he's six four. Personal, but yes, no boxer briefs. There you go. You can you can rest your head on the pillow tonight, knowing Cindy that uh, Judd Hickenbotham wears boxer briefs. All right, Becky. The, Becky won in a route. What did she win, Deb Green? Tickets to go check out Phil Collins' "The Still Not Dead Yet" tour live Infinite Energy Arena on September 28th. Phil Collins. Wow. Tickets. How about sure, that? Wow. Thank you. It's Cindy, my time frame. Cindy, you did a great <laughs> job, but uh, I have no parting gifts for you today. Uh, Becky, hang on the line. Loti's going to get some info from you. Thanks to uh, Judd Hickenbotham from Atlanta's Morning News. You can hear every morning starting at 4.30 a.m. on the app when you're at home or Amazon Alexa. One segment to go. We'll be right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. We've got a super duper size show tomorrow. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast review and little Sanjay with Would You Rather. Uh, John joins us in Sugar Hill, baby. Sugar Hill. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Hey, how are you? What's going on, brother? I, I, uh, I'm, I'm confused. I was raised by a northerner in East Tennessee, so I don't know if it's pecan or pecan. Do you use them interchangeably? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to live. Listen. But earlier. Yep. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Earlier in the show, somebody said something about a town that's down in southwest Georgia, which is very different than the town that's the capital of New York. Albany. Is it Albany? Yeah. That's right. Or is it Albany? Well, I, I grew up knowing the capital of New York was Albany, but uh, I've, I pronounced the southern city Albany, kind of like uh, Cairo, Cairo, Georgia. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Not, not Cairo, Egypt, Cairo, Georgia. Where they make the syrup, Longoria. Betsy's in Milton. Betsy, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Excellent, Betsy. What's going on? Believe it or not, I'm in a stall. Picking a stall. I'm running a horse ranch. Oh, not. I was thinking like a handicap stall in the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be just a smelly. I'm, 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 listen, I've been in many, many horse stalls. Uh, is it? A, what do you have, a paint? What kind of horse do you got? Got a paint, got a Tennessee Walker, and got a quarter horse. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. All right, real quick, what's on your mind, Betts? Well, um, actually, I was just calling about the, 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 is it route or is it route? That's one I, that's, it's so funny you mentioned that. So on traffic, uh, when I do traffic in the mornings on WSB Radio and WSB TV, I always say alternate route. Alternate route. But I've, in, in regular conversation, I say route sometimes. Right. Well, well um, my husband, he uh, works for one of the big box carriers. Yeah. And uh, he says, well, on my route today. Yeah, it's, it's interchangeable. It depends on, the, on what I do. Uh, let's do Star of the Show, Longori, before we get out of here. we got to give away this Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark this Aram Star, Star of the Show? show. Um, you guys were all fantastic, but I'm going to take one. I need to pad my lead. I need to pad my lead. Uh, Katie's in Lawrenceville. Katie, real quick, what do you have? Yeah, I grew up in upstate New York, um, new resident to Georgia. Welcome south. And one of the, thank you. Um, one of the things that I always say is elementary. It's elementary school. No, that's wrong. Not elementary. It's no, grade it's school. Not. It's grade school. It's grade school. It's elementary. Yeah, not elementary. That's ridiculous. Don't give us Yankees a bad name, Lisa, <laughs> whatever your name was. All right, we're out of here. We'll continue the conversation, Deb, on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Huge show tomorrow. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.